Hey everybody, I am Sabrina and you are listening to A Walk of Faith. Welcome to episode three. And today we are shooting the breeze with Kanisha G. So welcome to Kanisha G. Kanisha G, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And so shooting the breeze, ladies and gentlemen, is basically basically just that. It's just kind of just having a conversation with another another fellow believer. And so with that being said, one of the first things that I kind of just wanted to, I guess, put out there for her and myself is the importance of basically Christian fellowship, Christian relationship. How is important to have those things to help us grow spiritually because we cannot grow just without anybody. You know, it is very important that we not only just get connected to a church, but we really get connected to people that can help us and will, you know, just kind of keep us encouraged as best as we can. Even though we walk individually, there is unity that we need to keep going towards the kingdom. And so I would just say whenever I think of a relationship, a Christian relationship, I think about the character of the person because, you know, the thing that I'm finding is that a lot of people may not be where you are. And so we have to respect that we are in different places in this wall. And so with that being said, <clears throat> Kanisha, I just want to go ahead and get you to chime in on it and just kind of tell me, you know, what are some characteristics that when you connect with someone, what gets you to a place where you're like, okay, this is somebody that I can connect with. This is somebody that's trying to walk faith like me. How do you identify a person that you feel is genuinely trying to go after the faith like you? Well, I think for me, I'm an observer. So I've been told pretty much all my life, especially in like high school and moving for further, that I sometimes can be, well, I have been called stuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been called standoffish, you know, things like that. But I feel like I'm an observer. That's the way I characterize myself anyway. Right. I don't know how somebody else might. Just because I just can't connect with just anybody, and I just like to see how you do. I I don't I don't start conversations very easily, so I'm just I'm just trying to feel you out. That's right. that's the sense. I I, get, I try to feel people out, and then I'm also in that I'm trying to use the spirit of discernment, especially when it comes to spiritual connections. Uh, well. I say it all the time. My dad says it all the time. Everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. So even if you're at work or whatever, you're filling people out and you know who you want to be connected with and who you don't. So for that, I'm every to me, everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Or I'm recognizing I'm, as I get older that everything is spiritual. So uh, my spirit will kind of give me a check like, no, that's somebody that you ain't trying to deal with. Yeah. No, this might be somebody you can deal with. Yeah. Yeah, so discernment, you try to discern the character. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost. Absolutely. And then, of course, like to speak about iron sharpens iron. That's what the Word of God says. And so when you were talking about having 
the the importance of having connection. We know that that's that God wants us to have connection, but we just can't connect with just anybody, obviously. So you do need to have a spirit of discernment to see where where people are coming from, because people don't always have your best interests at heart, um, or people can lead you down the wrong path if you allow them. So uh, I like to feel people out and just kind of get a sense of are you really who you are or is this a facade that you're, you know, you're putting on. Right, right. Because it, it definitely can be sometimes very hard to to see the difference at times. Like it takes, sometimes it takes longer you know, because you, you're thinking, oh, this is, I've sometimes, in a sense, discerned too quickly. Like, I'm thinking, this is a person that's for God, but then come to find out as time keeps going on, like, no, you really wasn't. And so that has been a disappointment, disappointing thing, I would say, for me, when it comes to discerning the character of people, you know, but when you do get with a few faithful people, people who are actually trying to walk, you know, you try to hold on to them as best you can because I think they are few, they are few and far in between when it comes to that. It Absolutely. Is, you know, it, it definitely is a, a small percentage of people. And it's hard, but, you know, it. you got to figure out sometimes, like, you, you cannot do it by yourself. You can't... You, God wanted us to have a relationship with people, though. You know, some people try to just be alone with God alone. And that, and that has its place. Right. But, you know, for Satan not the assembly of yourselves is a scripture. Right. And that's what we are supposed to do. We're supposed to assemble. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to, in some ways, you know, of course, use wisdom, share our, sometimes I would say, struggles or questions, whatever we may have, what's on our heart, we're supposed to be able to be vulnerable enough with the body, you know, to do that, but we definitely are not seeing it as much as I would think it was meant for us to see. We're not seeing the vulnerability, the true vulnerability when it comes to the things of God with his people. Because, you know, I, I definitely can say that a lot of people go to church and they go home. They might say a little bit, but you don't really know them at church. Like you really don't know much about them. You might know that they're a, a nurse or you might just know what they do professionally. You might know right. they have kids, they're married or whatever, but you don't really know what their hobbies may be. You don't know much. And people kind of shy away from those things because there's such a lack of trust. I think there's a lack of trust for people. When it comes to, I guess, whatever your personal experiences have been. And I think that is probably why I have always been so... Standoffish. <laughs> <laughs> so standoffish. Because I don't feel like I've had a whole lot of friendships in my lifetime. Overall. Like, I'm, I'm 40. Am I now? <laughs> I'm you don't 41. Have to tell us. You don't have to tell us. Oh, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind my age. Uh, I'm 41. I, always, I really do. Literally, after I turned 40, I had to start right. like, what? How old am I now? Anyway, I'm 41, and I can definitely count on, well, now, two hands, the friendships I've had in my lifetime. And... So I'm not one to say, oh, that's my friend. You hear, you hear people mm -hmm. like, that's my friend, that's my friend, that's my friend. Everybody can't be your friend. 
Right. Uh, so I found that out early. Uh, but also, I guess because I, like, when I, when I love hard or when I let you in, um, that's a big step for me. And letting somebody in and then getting hurt can be devastating. And so I, I've, I've had a friendship, I had a friendship with someone that I, I was, I had my guard up at first. I didn't want to let them in. And then I did, and they hurt me so deeply. And this is a female, not a, this is not a male, you know, relationship. This is a female, and they hurt me so deeply that I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that hurt again. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I put my guard back up when it came to women, um, and and then a lot of times now, um, it's. When I make friendships or spiritual connections, it's because God has pushed me into that. Literally pushed right. me into it. <laughs> you going today. Yeah. You're going to You're talk gone. to them. You're, you're going, going to open your mouth. Right. You're going to, you know, you're going to have some type of connection with them. And it's going to be okay. You know, and I'm like, I don't really want to be involved. But that's just, that's my heart. He, he um, God definitely knows my heart. He knows that. You know, that hurt that I went through with that one relationship. And so, even in that. But I'm not I'm not a mean person. I'm not a, you know, standoffish person. I'm just a protective person. Too. Uh, yeah, I, I want to protect <laughs> right. my heart. Uh, but, but at the same time, you know, I have to let my guard down and trust God in where he's leading me and mm-hmm. who he's leading me. And then even when you were saying, you know, you want to hold on to people uh, in those relationships, um, and that's true, but there is a time that sometimes, and we say it, it sounds cliche, but there really is a time when there's just um, people are in your life for a season. Yeah. And once that season's up, you do know when it's up, but and you may be trying to hold on and drag it with you, and then he finally has to, sometimes something drastic has to happen um, to, to make you cut it off. Yeah. Oh, thank you for basically saying what I just said to you and putting it in a good, good, articulate way. Basically, you just had to go ahead and confirm what I had already, you know, said. And I and I say that because you know that definitely goes with it. Because you're right. I what I was telling you before we started recording was that I was struggling with letting go of relationships. That probably may have been for a season. I don't know. They could come back around at a certain point. But I know at this point, it was at its end. But it, you're right. You you do know. Whatever kind of relationship it is, most of the time it could be a friendship. It could be a, a dating situation. People know before that stuff happens. Like I know I've heard people say um, when they... Basically, before they broke up with someone, they kind of knew it was coming. You know, it just don't happen just like that, generally. When people maybe get divorced and stuff, it's been a long time coming. It just doesn't happen at a split of a second. But, yeah, but what I hear you saying, for the most part, is, you know, trust. Trust is something that's really hard in establishing relationships and Godly relationships, you know, especially because I would say, especially because in the church, sometimes a church hurt can be deeper than just the a world or just the regular, I would say, everyday hurt because the church is supposed to be the safe place. Right. The people in the church are supposed to be the ones that 
are definitely for you. And when you find out or you're hurt by them, you can... I think some people have died and not recovered from some of those. From because those, it's not just the regular hurt; it's more of a spirit hurt, and that's different to me. Uh, when something really hurts you, it's different to hurt your feelings versus really hurt you in the spirit. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I, I just, I know that as the kingdom, though, we have a long way to go to try to get those relationships to try to make those be priority because we're supposed to prefer each other, you know, and it, we're believers supposed to prefer uh, the believers, but everybody's been so just, what, whatever whatever the situation is, whatever the hurt has come from, or whatever, people are so hardened are, have, are getting and have gotten so hardened in their hearts that they're just like, you know what, I don't need nobody, uh, I'm only looking out for me, you know. Right. I'm going to be a part of this, but I ain't going to be a part of that. You know, I don't, what, whatever the situation is. But, again, we do have a long way to go as a body when it comes to relationships because we do need them. And, really, I think about some of the best times of growth for me has been when I have been consistently in a, relationship with someone as far as spiritually in the faith whether I was involved in a ministry uh, as far as maybe uh, doing whatever job I was doing in the church if it was something that was consistently going on and I was consistently doing it in the church it was easier to stay quote unquote sharpened like right. it was oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. but then when things start happening while these isms and schisms and stuff starts happening amongst people, then people start losing their consistency and passion. So, it's just a lot going on. It's a strategic <laughs> attack of the enemy. Because he knows that we are stronger together. So, if I can divide you, divide and conquer, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, then I then he wins. Because he knows that, okay, well, so say for instance you have this group of women, and they're getting together on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then now something happens to disrupt that regular routine of getting together and where each and every one of each individual within that group was growing mm-hmm. and then something happened to abruptly uh, change that. Well, maybe not so um, so much abruptly even. It doesn't have to be abruptly, but the enemy will cause things to happen to where now we're, we're only meeting we went, we were meeting once a month. Now we're only meeting every three months. And then right. it's like, oh, well, this, everybody's getting busy. No more. Getting busy. <laughs> yeah, now you're not meeting anymore. And then that, he was like, yes, I was successful in doing it. I, I broke that, I broke that bond between mm-hmm. those, those women and they were sharpening each other. And then before you know it, you were becoming dull. You realize yourself becoming dull and you miss that bond and, so maybe one, let's try to spark it up. Like, let's do it again. Let's get it back going. And say, oh, yeah, let's do it. Everybody's for it. And then it's like, well, my schedule won't do this. Right. My schedule won't allow this. <laughs> and so he, he's very strategic in that, I do believe. And it's it's sad. And I know, I know like you say, we can, yes, we definitely can study the Word. And should be studying the Word and praying um, by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the connection with other 
believers that help build you and, right. and grow you. It makes a difference. You're right. And I, that's why I think, you know, even in the beginning when he, when he created um, Adam and then he created Eve because he didn't want them to be alone. And it wasn't about necessarily having a, a man and woman relationship per se, but just a relationship in general to help, you know, support each other. Yeah, because I know I can honestly say just trying to, you know, just being transparent, it was easier to sin when I wasn't a part of something. And as far as spiritual, like when I wasn't in the connection, if we weren't having the fellowships anymore and all this stuff, like it was easier to sin. But when I um was actually in the fellowship, when we had the women's fellowships and doing all those things like that, it was, I could stand stronger. Like I, I felt, because I kept getting that sewing into so to speak right. that that woman fellowship that kept encouraging me in my worth and my value and everything like that and and just kept strengthening me but then you know when everything started kind of just splitting up hey it I, you did i did get though i can say i got dull and and some other things but i know i'm recording so i'm just gonna <laughs> just pause for that, but it, it was easier, you know, and that's one thing, just, just, if I go away from the spiritual part of it, that's one thing that I hate, that when women say they can't get along with other women, like, just, I'm women this, and women this, I don't trust them, I get that, what they're thinking, in some ways, I get it, but, when you have women who, really support each other and really are for each other. It is such a difference in that woman's life. Um, I could say that for definitely for sure. And I hate that a lot when I see women say they don't like other women. They don't get along with other women or whatever the case may be. Because don't you think that's a maturity thing? Yeah, I guess you could say that too. But hey, I guess a lot of people got a lot of maturing to do because I've heard that more times than I haven't heard it. As far as that they can't get along with other women or they think this and think that then somebody's jealous and somebody's this or, or whatever. But I just, I'm just trying to think about in my own life because I, I know I probably said that, <laughs> you know, but that was like high school, college mm. years maybe. But then I started forming relationships. Like I said, I've been friends with the, uh, I have a group of friends that I was, uh, we met at Central and so now you're talking about 20, 22 years later, we're still connected. And there was a time that we weren't as connected as we are now, mm-hmm. but we are, st- we still found a way to try to like get together at least once a year and, you know, meet for, meet mm-hmm. up for dinner. Cause some, one lives in New Jersey and another lives in Charlotte. And so we're, you know, we're kind of all over the place, but, uh, we still found a way to get, um, to get back together. Mm-hmm. And now we, now we're closer now than we probably are, I guess similar to what we were back in school because right. of now te- mm-hmm. technology and stuff. And then, you know, life happens and you, you grow up and, you know, some have lost parents and things of that nature. And so those kind of things help build you up as well. But I don't, I don't find myself, maybe I'm out of touch, so to speak, but I don't find myself hearing those things anymore like mm-hmm. I don't you know we don't I don't get along with now of course there are people you don't get along with in general in life but like 
saying that a, a group of women can't get together and and uh, be friends, or I don't, I can't get together with girls anymore. I don't hear that. Right. In my circle anymore. <laughs> right, but yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's probably because of who you've been around. But I have heard. I'm gonna say I, I'm not saying I've heard that recently, but I just know that's a mentality. And that's just kind of what I was looking at. And I've heard it from older women, too. Even when I was, I could, I think when I was younger, I heard a woman that was at least, she was a parent of somebody, of one of my friends or something like that. She was saying something of that nature. So it, it was an age group that still, you know, I think any age group at certain points can still say that. It just, like you said, I do agree that it's a maturity thing, but... Yeah, it's not just teenagers and high schoolers. Well, and, yeah. and college yeah. kids, rather. It's not just that. It's definitely women. You know, if you, <laughs> I'm not big on reality TV. But, you know, the the basketball wives, the football wives, oh, yeah. they are not. And I know that you could say it's scripted. But I believe some of the women really don't get along for real. And they just have problems all the time. Even though it's, it's supposedly scripted. I don't really know. I don't really get into all that. But the point is, I know that mentality is still out there. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate. So, hey, you know, we just have to keep in mind that we should not be, I guess I, the word I would say is we should not be shunning or we should seek uh, those godly relationships when it comes to, you know, other believers. And we should try to embrace them. I'm not, I'm not saying that we don't, but we should definitely make sure they're important. Because it, there's a lot attached to it. There's a lot of spiritual growth attached, that can be attached to it. And we just, as a body, I think we can should do better. And we should try to seek to keep them if we can Cause you know, even some relationships that seem to be good relationships, whatever type of relationship it is, it don't take much sometimes to seem like for them to be gone or be broken. And right. you can say, oh, it wasn't that strong anyway. But it's it's not necessarily just that. But you have to learn how to value the relationships, and everybody doesn't value relationships to a, the same or to a certain degree that they probably should with the um, unconditional love that that the Lord is saying that we should have for one another and making room for each other's faults. Just right. like I was telling you before we started recording, like, I don't have to agree with you. You know, that don't mean I don't like you. I right. just don't have to, I don't agree. And a lot of people think, oh, you disagree with me, then you don't like me or you're my enemy. And that's not the case. I just don't agree. Would you prefer me to say I agree and I really don't agree? Right. You know, right. that's not being true. That's not being a friend to you to try to cover some problem that I'm having or issue that I feel should be addressed. And we have to get to a point too, where we are able to have, uh, I would say godly conflict, maybe, you know, like, it, like, constructive you, criticism. What, what, however you want to put it, you know, you gotta, <laughs> you have to be, you can still be holy. Like I said, in a previous podcast, you can still say what you need to say and still be holy. But, I guess some people kind of don't try to say anything because they like, I, I, you know, I can't, I know I'm going to go to the streets with it. And I've been there because I'm like, I can just not go say anything because I know I don't have the right response for this at this point. I'm not at that maturity place where I can 
turn the other cheek on this situation. You know, maybe that situation, but this particular situation, no, we finna handle it like I'm in the streets. I know I can't do it. But we gotta learn how to deal with conflict, though. That's another thing yeah. as the body goes. And for me, I'm like, I'm not a con- confrontational person. So I can say in all of my life, I've never really been into a fight, a physical fight. Really? Like, I've exchanged some words, but I'm not a physical fight. Oh, man. Ever. And so I realize I'm just not a confrontational person. I'm not one of those, like, everybody please like me, but I'm also, <laughs> like, I, I, I just... I just don't like drama. I don't like it. Right. I don't deal. I shy away from it, even it within the church. And so, like me, you know, well, you all don't know, but I am a pastor's child. I'm a pre a PK, as they refer to. It. I'm a preacher's kid. And so, my dad went into the ministry, and I was like five. And so, I've grown, literally grown up, and I know a lot of people have grown up in the church, but I grew up in the church, and I had a preacher slash at times he was a pastor in the house and I've seen both sides of church like I've seen it from the pastor's point of view because of course he'd come home and talk about you know you can hear some of the conversations that he might have with my mom about various members in the church and what was going on the business part of the church and stuff as well as, of course, you know, the member side and um, trying to figure out where I was going with this. <laughs> confrontation. Like, yeah, you know. so I don't like confrontation. So I have been, I like, he, my dad, like I said, he pastored, he's pastored a couple, about three churches now over, you know, um, his ministry. And each time, like, he was just saying, you know, the Lord is leading me somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what he was saying. Uh, and so the venom that some of the members spewed towards him because he was leaving was like, wow, like, you know, you, I thought you were Christian or, you know, I thought you were saved and you can, you can say that. And so, of course, a lot of that kind of, that kind of thing I had to, you know, I'm just observing as a child, these kind of interactions, these conferences or these meetings uh, I remember one in particular, like when he left his first church, I was maybe 12. And so I didn't really hear about all that went go- went on in that particular situation. I found out later, but either way. But in his second ministry, he, he started his own church. And I guess maybe two or three years we were there and... The people that were formed and like, yes, pastor, we're here with you and we're going to help you and build this church and this, that, and the other. Started turning their backs on them, the administrators, you know, you name it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Even one of his very own uncles who was um, part of the ministry started turning on it. It was like, wow, this is crazy. But anyway, he said, you know, I'm, I'm stepping down. I feel like the Lord is leading me in another di- direction. Y'all don't have to close the church, you know, even though he, it was his, it was, you know, what he created. You, you don't have to close it. I'm just no longer, I won't be the pastor any longer. Mm-hmm. And I sat there after he left and said what he was saying. I was sitting there and the members, some of the members got up and they were talking about him. And I, my mom was in there, myself and my younger brother. 
And I'm hearing these people talking about my father like a dog, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, that that was hurtful. And I, of course, I kept my mouth shut. And I, what I did, because it was just hurting me so bad, I ended up running out crying because we had like a storefront. So there was one was the sanctuary, and then the other mm -hmm. side was his, his um, office. And I ran out and went into his office, and I just cried and hugged him. And I was like, they're talking about you, Danny. He said, I know. And that's all he said. Um, so fast forward to today. I'm sorry to go into a long story like that. But fast forward to today, I'm just not a confrontational person. Uh, I can see that I don't like, I don't agree with. Um, and there are times that I want to say something so bad, so bad, like, I just want to go off one time, Lord. Just let me go off <laughs> one time. Going off, don't go off yet. <laughs> well, he it won't allow different. me to, though. That's the whole right. thing. I want to go off so bad, and I will, I can, listen, I have talked to myself in the mirror many days about how we've had, a, I've had a whole exchange of how it's going to go, go down with uh -huh. this person, you know, oh, this and this, oh, and if he say this, I'm going to say this, and if he say that, but... He never allows me to do it. I have typed up texts, like wanting to go off. <laughs> right. I have typed them up and ready to hit send. I mean, my hand is right there to do The finger is right there to just push send and just let it go. But he won't Have you always been, have you all, has that been like that your whole life? Or when you got, more so when you got grown? Uh, I don't know if it's been like that my whole life. I can only remember one blow up one time that I blew up on somebody and it was really just trying to be big and bad to try to make sure they knew that you weren't going to punk me. So to say, um, I remember them times. <laughs> and I just went to like pushing chairs over and stuff. <laughs> we I were can't in imagine chorus, you so. doing that. That is funny to me. We were in chorus and I was pushing chairs <laughs> over and stuff. But nothing ever, obviously, nothing ever happened. Oh, gee. But I'm just, I just, I'm, I don't like confrontation, like I said. And I do like, I do want to say things sometimes and get it off my chest, but he never releases me to do it. And then sometimes I'm like, well, really, is that him or is that you being scary? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know I'm not a confrontational person, but I don't, I don't think it's me being scary. I think it's. It would be more detrimental for me to act in that way, um, act out in that right. way, or even out say the words that, you know, even mm -hmm. if they come at me wrong, you know. Yeah, it's, because it's, we're supposed to, um, we're supposed to do our best to be an example of Christ, and, and that sometimes does mean taking the high road and, and looking like we've been punked, you yeah. know, like, you, you know, and I've, now, I am opposite of you when it comes to that um and i had to grow to where you are as far as how you might not hit sin or you know how you rate you know i kept giving in <laughs> to those things but I, I as i've gotten older i i definitely understand when you're saying you want to go off but the lord won't let you because i've had times like that more so in this point in my walk in the last couple of years but i grew up I got in several fights. Well, I lost some, I won some, whatever. <laughs> lost some hair pieces all in between. <laughs> but I, I did uh, say what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And it, and however it sounded, it sounded. 
So as I started getting older and, and, and growing, like I said, the Lord started giving me more of a filter and started kind of showing me how to respond. I think, you know, I wrote that in some blogs that I did about how to respond um, gracefully. And the Lord has started showing me that median of you can still say what's on your mind, but you can do it in a temperamental way. No, I don't. I'll, I'm not as temperate in times as I like to be, but I'm, I think I'm better. I'm definitely better than 15 year old Sabrina, 19 year old Sabrina or whatever. But that's what a lot of people have a hard time with when it comes to confrontation. I know of some people, either they're going to go all the way left or they're going to go right. Right meaning they're going to be passive and act like, ain't nothing happen. I'm right. ignore it. Right. Or they're just going to just really be ready to tear the place up that's going to the left. Right. So that I think that's a lot of people's struggle when it comes to confrontation is finding the median, the controlled place where I can still have this sternness of the love, but I can have the peace that comes with the right, the passiveness. Right. And and um, it just takes growth. It just takes not, not just, I'm not going to say the word growth, but it just I guess, yeah, I guess I will say the word growth to a point it takes doing your best to understand you. If I was to say anything about it, nobody asked me what that what it took, but the point is that's how I've learned to ride the medium better. Where I don't go left or right. I just try to stay in the middle. You know, but I know that going to the left and going to the right, neither one of those are necessarily always the answer. Now God will can make you pass it to a point because he tell you sometimes don't even talk about it, don't even confront it. Right. You know, but he's not always telling you to be passive. I don't think that's the case. I think he wants you to stand in certain situations and essences and that's where, you know, definitely prayer life comes in to show you what to say in this situation and what not to say. And sometimes I found him to say, you can say that, but first of all, you need to fix your attitude of how you're saying it. <laughs> right. You know, you can right. say it, but you're saying it in a, even though I could say something, or rather, I know one time in particular, I was going to text something, and I didn't feel right about it, but I'm like, on the word on the word part, it doesn't look bad. Right. But the Lord was like, you need to fix your attitude of how you sent in this message. Right. Even though it was a text, I know that sounds extra, but the point is there was a lesson in that. It's not always about what you're about to say. It's the attitude that you're saying. And like people say, it's not about what you say. It's how you say it or whatever oh, yeah. like that. But truly, even even if you say something and it sounds pleasant, it could just sound nice. But if your heart and your attitude is actually uh, not right, it's still, you know, it's still not good. It's not right. good to oh, him. Yeah. And so I, I have to, you know, that's a daily <laughs> That's a daily yielding <laughs> to him, moment by moment. Some moments I make it, and I'm like, yes, I did it. I'm successful. But then sometimes I'm like, dog, I, I tore that up. I don't even know how I tore that up so fast. Because <laughs> I've, I've actually been able to go to from 0 to 10 or 0 to 100, and I'm like, dang, where did that come from? Like, you just caught right. me on the wrong day. Because mostly I probably had something else on my mind anyway. You just caught me at the wrong moment. Right. And that's why we always have to be on guard, though. Because when you think that you have conquered something, you know, the, the devil come in so fast sometimes and will and we'll just, he can just lead you somewhere. I'm not trying to put it all on him, but my point is just saying, he he's fast acting sometimes and you don't see him coming. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know why I got so mad like that about that situation. 
you know, I'll get it. Because sometimes, like I said, too, is that when people, sometimes they might give you a bad side or go far to the left and be mean or whatever. But it's not necessarily something that you deal. It's not something that you said. You just might have caught them at the wrong time, too. So you got to take that into account as well. But either way, all we can do is keep trying our best to walk in our faith and to strive for relationships that help us to continue to walk and to deal with godly confrontation in those relationships because we can...